When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you've had the rail journey from hell... What are your consumer rights? Commuter services across the country have been plunged into chaos since Govia Templink Railway introduced new timetables in May. The resulting driver shortages have caused mass cancellations and delays on GTR services, sparking political anger and leading to the termination of its chief executive's career. But if you've been caught up in the disruption, what are your consumer rights? And what chance do you stand of getting money back if a cancelled train has caused you to miss a flight or have to pay to travel by taxi? Welcome to a special edition of the FT Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, bringing train passengers everywhere the latest news without cancellation or delay. This is a listener announcement. Before we pull this podcast out of the sidings, here's a summary of the station stops on our journey ahead. Our first port of call will be discussing the enhanced compensation package that GTR has just released, but the FT's money mentor columnist Lindsay Cook is on board our train to argue it's not good enough. Joining us at the next station is Nina Barty, head of campaigns at Which. The consumer group recently won an important legal victory about the level of compensation passengers are entitled to claim back from train companies when they are left out of pocket after paying for taxis and even missed flights. And further up the line, we're going to hear how groups of cheesed-off commuters are banding together to fight the train companies for compensation amid claims that the delay-repay system is not fit for purpose. The tips that they can offer us about making a successful claim are hotter than anything you can get from the buffet car. Let's begin our journey with Lindsay Cook. Lindsay, welcome aboard this week's train-themed podcast. Thank you. So, Tell us first about GTR's enhanced compensation offer that they've released this week. Well, first of all, it's only for season ticket holders. Now, admittedly, it can be for annual, monthly, six-monthly season tickets or even weekly. But a lot of the people who travel on these trains, they may work three days a week or they may go to different sites so they don't have a season ticket. And I've heard a lot of people are furious that they're not going to get any additional compensation. They've been delayed for hours in just the same way as um, people with season tickets. And so what are the ones with season tickets being offered? Well, it depends on where they travel from. Uh, There's going to be a level one and a level two. So if you travel from Bedford or, say, Haywards Heath, you're level one and you will get more compensation. It's up to a month out of a year's season ticket. 
and pro rata. If it's level two, it's um, a week. And these are places like Hove, Crawley and East Croydon. There is no explanation on their website as to how these stations have been chosen. When can passengers expect to receive this compensation? Well, it won't happen very soon. They're waiting until the end of August before they will start to indicate to people that they think they have a valid claim and then they will tell them how to do so. So it's likely to be probably September and if you have a season ticket and you don't hear, you've got to wait until they've contacted all the people they think are eligible and then you make your claim. Gosh, it sounds like a complete shambles. And also, I understand you will have to provide all of the evidence... Even if they think that they know you're eligible, you've still got to send in all your tickets. Oh, absolutely. Don't If you've got a monthly or weekly season ticket, don't throw them away at the end of the um, period. You need to keep all your paperwork and don't throw away old photo cards because if you need to renew one or you're not using it anymore, that's needed as well. Goodness me. So how has this offer gone down with the travelling public, dare I ask? <laughs> well, as I mentioned earlier, there's a large group from Harpenden of travellers from Bedford. Bedford did a survey of their members and there's about 800 of them, so it's not a small survey. And they found that 13% had annual season tickets, 8% monthly, 6% weekly. So that meant a good 70% are travelling on single tickets. And the problem is not everybody makes a claim on delay repay. Only about 35% of travellers who've been delayed make a claim. It's partly because it's fiddly. You've got to fill in the form, scan in the ticket, say the reason for the delay. Train didn't come. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you, you, you are expected... And it's quite a complicated form... You can do it online. There are paper forms that you put in the post, free post. But again, you've got to have photocopied your ticket to attach it to the um, the paperwork. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much for that travel update, Lindsay. I'm going to move on down the carriage now to talk to Nina Barty, head of campaigns at Which, but I'll be back with you shortly. Nina, welcome aboard the podcast. Earlier this year, Witch won an important legal battle with the train companies about the compensation that passengers can claim under the Consumer Rights Act. Tell us more. So our first victory was actually getting the Consumer Rights Act to apply in rail back in October 2016. But when we looked six months later, we spotted that train companies were still giving blanket refusals to passengers on their rights to claim for consequential losses. So this is where a passenger incurs an additional loss or has to pay out because a train company fails to provide a service with reasonable care and skill. Now that's a bit legalistic, but in essence what that boils down to is say if you have to pay for a taxi or a hotel because the last train of the day was cancelled and there was no other way of getting home. And this was the reason for the cancellation was, say, due to a broken down train or staff shortages. Exactly. So issues the train company has control over and failed to deliver. So after a year of wrangling with the rail industry in March and the regulator, I should say, in March this year, the rail industry finally changed its terms and conditions in the National Rail Conditions of Travel to remove potentially misleading terms that said that they would not consider any claims for consequential loss. So that happened in March. Well done. However, fast forward to June and which did a mystery shopping exercise that showed not all of the train companies had got on board with this change. 
Yes. So, you know, we're not going to just let it go there. We wanted to see if changing the terms and conditions really made a difference. So in true witch-like fashion, we did this mystery shop, um, making calls to 26 operators to the customer service lines and asking if an elderly friend or relative was eligible for compensation when their train, the last of the night, was cancelled and they had no choice but to pay for a cab to get home. So we found that almost half, 12 out of the 26 provided incorrect or inconsistent advice and six of the worst offenders all wrongly told our secret shoppers that they could not make a claim for legitimate losses. The other six companies were inconsistent where the advice was not always accurate but it was inconsistent and articulated poorly so that could really confuse passengers about their rights to claim for money that they potentially should be able to get back. And of course with the chaos that's happened to train timetables since May, this is highly relevant to passengers who've been left out of pocket because they've had to take an Uber home or they've even missed a flight, bearing in mind that GCR operates services into both Luton and Gatwick airports, which have also been subject to delays. What hope could there be for somebody who's missed a flight, say, for claiming for the cost of having to rebook? So the chaos over the past few months really does mean that some passengers could be hit by additional losses because they can't get on their journeys um, to get to where they need to. And what we would say is to anyone out there is every claim for consequential loss may not be successful. However, every claim should be judged on its own merit and considered by their train companies. So... What we would say is if you think you have a reasonable claim for consequential losses, you should make a claim to your train company and see how they handle it. If you're unsure or would like some help, we have a handy tool on the Witch Consumer Rights website to help you write your letter to claim to the train company. And we'd say let us know uh, how you get on. We're still keeping an eye on how train companies are dealing with this. Thanks very much for that, Nina. I'm going to pause briefly while we recouple to Lindsay Cook's carriage to ask her what she thinks about consequential losses. First of all, passengers should allow enough time, even when it's perfect weather and there aren't any strikes or disputes. There can be problems with a train, so don't leave it to the last minute because then you're very unlikely to get compensation. If you've allowed enough time and there is no relief driver, signalling problems or something like that, and you do miss your flight, then you need the details of your loss, how much you've had to pay out as a result. You need details of your train tickets, everything scanned in nicely. I believe in sending a written letter rather than even an email because it's easier to keep it all together. You can check the actual times of the trains on Recent Times Co UK. They have three months worth of train time. So even if your holiday is a long one, you can come back and make the claim. Make it as quickly as you can and be reasonable. Explain exactly what happened how much was involved. If you're nervous beforehand when you're buying your train tickets, ask, should you be able to get there for a certain time? I've done that before now. It's quite a nice, useful little thing to do. So you've also been speaking to some very well-organised passengers in Harpenden who've used social media to form their own pressure group. So tell us what they're really angry about. The trains. But it's things like one woman I spoke to, she works in the city and needs to be at her desk by about 7.30. And 
she keeps a record, a really good record of every train that she misses and has to claim for, etc. And on May 29th, for example, she found there wasn't a single train before 6.04 in the morning when there should have been six. So when she got on that train, it was pretty crowded. Game of sardines. Yes. They do keep each other up to snuff. She has made progress by having to get an earlier train than she would normally on some occasions. She fills in a delay repay, but it's actually, I am losing a half an hour in bed because I have to go to the station earlier because you're not providing a reliable service to get me to work on time. So here's a question for both Lindsay and Nina. Do you think that this week's announcement about the new railway ombudsman is going to make a meaningful difference? Lindsay Cook. I hope so. The ombudsmen are a mixed bunch. I'm hoping this one will have tremendous statutory powers. It will set standards because in other industries, in the financial services sector, once there have been a couple of findings in their annual report, other companies look at them and say, oh, we'd better sort this out. And so it is, it's not like a court, but it is a record for others to benchmark against. And I think that will make a big difference. And Nina, do you think the rail ombudsman will... Ring the bell for passengers. So we have great hopes. I mean, call it. we've been calling for a rail ombudsman for the past few years because we've heard from thousands of passengers who tell us that they've had miserable experiences on the trains. They've had to deal with really hellish customer service. And then they submit a complaint, um, you know, really highlighting either their concerns or, you know, their anger in some cases and just getting absolutely no response from their train companies. In some cases, they've had to wait um, months and months until they finally get some acknowledgement. In other cases, nothing at all. And this really builds up a sense of passengers just feeling powerless mm-hmm. um, and going unheard um, and their issues not really being dealt with um, by train companies and a real interesting point this week was the minister saying this is about train companies treating their passengers with respect and that's absolutely what we hope this ombudsman will do um, but what we'll say is actually it can't come soon enough this is a real big issue here where Passengers need somewhere else to take their complaint if they're not being heard. And given all the issues over the last year that we've seen um, with train companies and the railways, they need that barrier now. And uh, actually, we're saying get it in now. Brilliant. And the new ombudsman, we understand uh, any decision that they make about compensation would be legally binding on the train companies. Absolutely. So um, at the moment... If you ignored or anything like that, your issue isn't addressed. But if you take that onto the ombudsman, if they um, rule against that train company, the train company must do what it sets out. So you have a really strong chance of getting your issue resolved and getting some redress and compensation if it applies. Now, before we reach our final stop, Nina, I understand that Witch is currently collecting evidence from travellers who've been affected by the ongoing chaos. What kind of stories have you been hearing and how could FT listeners share their own experiences with you? So I'll probably say anyone who's uh, who uses the trains every day probably won't find this very surprising, what I'll say next. But, I mean, the stories we've been hearing have been absolutely heartbreaking in some cases. You know, it's not only the fact that people are saying they, they can't put their children to bed mm. or they, and then they have to wake up early the next day so they don't even get to see them wake up. Um, it's really impacting them on a daily basis, really grinding them down. I think that phrase, daily grind, actually applies to every single rail user who's impacted by this at the moment. And 
actually what what that means is that people are making changes to their daily routines they're trying to preempt what's going to happen every day but it's that uncertainty and then being hit by that fact that no matter what you do you're just at the mercy of this this chaotic rail system and a lot of people have been saying about the fact that they're just frustrated let down this is impacting their family lives their work lives and their mental health and at the moment they just feel powerless to it all and they feel that no one is taking responsibility and no one is standing up for them and just trying to get, fix the issues quickly and that's what people really want they just want it solved quickly because this is having a daily impact on them so Nina, where should people go if they want to tell which about their dreadful experiences? So we are collecting stories right now because we think that it's really important that passengers have a place to vent their train pains and actually have their voice heard. And we're going to use their stories to really make a difference by sending it to the regulator, the government, and really making sure this presses for change for them. We, we're asking people to come to us at witch.co.uk forward slash train pain where they can type away their angry, angry experiences to us um, and have it do something positive for them. Well, very well said there, Nina Barty, from which, and obviously they're also paying through the nose um, for the privilege of travelling <laughs> on our bottom railways. And thank you also to Lindsay Cook. The podcast will shortly be arriving at its final destination, but I'd like to remind passengers that a comprehensive guide written by Lindsay to claiming compensation will be published in the money section of the FT Weekend newspaper this Saturday and available to read online from Friday on ft.com slash money. Further good news, for a limited time, our podcast listeners can save 50% on the cost of a digital subscription to the FT. To get the special half-price rate of just £2.65 per week, visit ft.com slash offer50. And if you'd like to get in touch with the money team, you can email us money at ft.com or follow us on Twitter at ftmoney. We'll be back next Thursday at the usual time. Goodbye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.